Real quick, the only ask I could ever have of you guys is to help spread the word so we can help more women lose body fat, build muscle, reach their goals, and feel insanely confident. And the only way we can do that is if you rate, review, and share this podcast. So the single thing I ask for you to do is if you could leave a review, it will take you 10 seconds and it will mean the absolute world to me and may change the world of someone else. This is a fabulous process to go through to feel strong and empowered and healthy and fit for the rest of your life. Who wouldn't want that? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Macro Hour. Today, we're super, super excited to have Philippa Butler joining us here. Philippa is a master of movement, blending, uh, physiotherapy with Pilates and yoga to help women feel their best. She's also the brain behind uh, Precision, where she's all about empowering through exercise. And with over 30 years in the game, right, Philippa? 30 years. I'm, yeah, I'm afraid so. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's got some incredible insights to share here. So welcome to the show, Philippa. I'm excited that you're here. Thank you, Nikki. I'm, I'm really excited to be here with you and your listeners today. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, let's dive in. Um, I would love for you to share with the audience that... Um, You've mentioned when we've been talking, you know, in weeks prior, uh, that menopause hit you like a bus and you were unexpected for its impact that it brought. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and this led you on this decade long uh, journey of self experimentation through which you've gained like a renowned, renewed appreciation for the role of movement in managing menopause. Can you dive deeper into this personal experience that you went through? Yeah, thank you, Nikki. I, I'm, you know, I'm really happy to share the story because if one woman resonates with this, then then I, then my work is done. You know, uh, I I actually really didn't realize this is what was happening, and uh, it was it was a time in my life. I was 45 years old, and actually, I just had a big international move. We, we lived in Colorado Springs for a while. Well, for four years, actually. And, uh, I was having the time of my life in Colorado Springs. And, um, and we had to return to the UK because it was my husband's job that took us there. And I left behind friends, dear friends, uh, a life that I loved. And, uh, and we came back to the United Kingdom and I had to sort of dive back into work. Uh, that I, I hadn't been able to do whilst I was living in the States. And my children went away to boarding school for 12 months. And absolutely that time of stress uh, precipitated and kicked off what was my, my perimenopause journey. So it started fairly surreptitiously with... Um, you know, the occasional feeling overheated in the night and thinking that you'd got the togs wrong on the quilt or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> at first. And, I, you know, I was kind of curious about this. Um, but then it came along my uh, insomnia was the thing that really crippled me, actually. And so that cycle of insomnia, feeling exhausted, craving all the wrong kinds of foods to uh, to try and prop you up in the afternoon and uh, you know and then palpitations was something that i experienced dry skin 
it, you know, everything. My hair was thinning. It was just a really um, terrible time that I navigated. And like I say, it went on um, into my early fifties that I that I was experiencing these experiencing these symptoms: heavy periods, iron deficiency, anemia. Uh, mood disturbances. Again, you know, you don't know where to begin with on picking this because I wasn't sleeping. Was that part of why I was low in my mood? I was anxious. You know, honestly, there's supposed to be 34 symptoms and counting. And I think I had just about every one. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. So, so yeah, that, that's, um, you know, and the thing for me, I've always had this path of natural health because um, my firstborn son had cancer, actually, when he was only one year old. And so at that time, he's now 23 and he's fit as a fiddle, healthy as healthy can be, thank the Lord. But, uh, you know, he was one year old. And at that time, I decided that I would do anything in my power that I could to give him the best chance of, of a healthy life. So at that point, we eliminated, well, we went 100% organic in our foods. Uh, you know, we, we eliminated medication where we, where we could. We, we used food as medicine, uh, herbal approaches, uh, uh, essential oils, you know, you name it, homeopathy, acupuncture. I did all those things to, to kind of facilitate this healthy life. And then, ooh, how could I forget exercise? <laughs> <laughs> you know that that was in with the bricks from from them being tiny little tots riding bicycles walking on walks with the family you know all of this so i kind of had this preconceived idea that um that that i had to sort of weather this storm somehow naturally and uh you know and it just wasn't working i have to tell you it really wasn't so that precipitated me on this journey of of discovering you know menopause what is it and uh, what's happening in a woman's body when we're experiencing these symptoms and uh, and what kinds of things can we do to really um to make this transition as smooth as it possibly can be mm. Thank you for sharing that because I know a lot of women totally resonate with all of the symptoms that in 34, that is so many symptoms to, to menopause. And it's crazy the thing that you possibly had all 34 of them. <laughs> I'm not bragging, wow. but, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I had the, the vast majority visited me at some point over that intervening uh, eight to nine years. Yes. Yes. So yes, you pinpointed that uh, exercise. So how did that, this challenging period that you had gone through, how did that inspire your current approach to movement and to wellness? Well, uh, Pilates, I'd always been for the, for the period up until this point, I'd been a Pilates teacher and uh, that came out of my physiotherapy career. Uh, Pilates specifically to help people with back pain was, was something that I was trained to do. And I incorporated it into my clinical work. And then it's something that I then had more and more training so that I could work with people in uh, recreational settings so that, you know, not just if you were poorly or feeling, uh, feeling pain, but to help you to be fit and healthy. So I'd been doing this for, you know, quite some time up and, until this point. And then 
uh, it's not that it wasn't working. It's just that I clearly needed something more. And, uh, you know, and that was really when I started to explore the power of combining breath practices, meditation practices and movements. And so that's, that's what we call yoga, isn't it? Yes, yes. And speaking of you, you spoke a, a little bit there to Pilates and, and now to yoga. Can you explain the benefits of Pilates and yoga for women going through menopause? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think each discipline has has its own unique benefits. And I actually like it to put them together in a recipe, really, both of those uh, approaches. But for some people, you know, one might appeal more than the other. And what I generally would say is if core strength is on your agenda, then Pilates speaks to that very well. Now, you know, people also say, oh, you know, I feel more supple because of doing Pilates. And you definitely will experience uh, a stretching type sensation when you do Pilates. Uh, it also is a very mindful movement practice. So, you know, the idea that you spend an hour do well you do if you do it with me anyway <laughs> doing pilates um you know you can't think about anything else you you're so immersed in this mind body practice that making these mind body connections so deep that you you just can't think of anything else so it is a, a you know a real stress it can really help women manage stressful um experiences so uh, you know, Pilates does have a lot to offer in a holistic sense, but, um, and breathing, you know, breathing is in with Pilates, but, but yoga has a slightly more expanded repertoire, shall we say, of breathing practices that we can, that we can use to different ends. So the Pilates breath is, uh, you know, breathe in through the nostrils, breathe out like you're blowing through a straw and, um, you know, and that speaks to the core, uh, particularly that, that exhaling against a little bit of resistance can help to power up the core. So, so it makes perfect sense. And, and we're breathing in the bases of the lungs, the, the bilateral expansion of the ribcage. So, so that's, you know, that's all good. But in yoga, we've got a lot more approaches that we can use to, to really address the nervous system, the central nervous system in different ways. So you've got invigorating breath practices and you've got deeply relaxing breath practices and just, and just breathing, you know, and if you'd said that to me before, before the menopause, just breathing was an exercise. I, I might have poo pooed it actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your yeah. honesty. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but not anymore. Not anymore. No, I'm a complete convert uh, to the power of um, engaging with uh, different breath practices for different moments in your day. And, you know, we've all got time to, to take three deep breaths just to reset the central nervous system when uh, if, if anxiety is something that you struggle with, say, for instance. Yes. Oh, and I want to go back really quick to uh, the the mention that you just spoke to about Pilates and stretches. So I shared with you, we had just got wrapped up doing uh, your podcast. And I shared with you that I had tried Pilates for the first time. I, it, I can't believe this. It's been nine years of my, my journey. And, and I'm just entering into Pilates world. I don't know how that is, but I'm glad it happened. Um, I'm excited to keep incorporating it. But I had shared with you that, yeah, this past weekend was my first class. 
And Philippa, I kid you not, when you just said that about the stretches, I remember doing um, my one leg, my right leg was in the sling and my left leg was pushing off of the foot bar. And we were doing the hamstring uh, stretches. My one, one leg oh, was yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell you how I, my hamstring was burning, burning. There's definitely one area of my body that uh, it needs some ten, like TLC, it needs some tender love and care on a regular basis. I'm very tight in my hamstrings. So we did that one movement and then we put it out to the side and we continued on with, you know, stretching it. And then this is what got me, Philippa. Okay. We, I crossed, crossed it over. over. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I've never felt my hamstring in areas that I did that day. Um, but the way you're speaking to the stretching and the flexibility and the mindfulness, I really had to pay attention to make sure that I was creating the connection to my hamstring, which is, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful, I learned it just in one class, you know, it's a, it was a beautiful experience. I'm excited to continue on. Um, so that was one thing I wanted to pin there. And then, yes, to the yoga, there's so many women in the warrior babe community. And one person I'm thinking about in particular, it's one of my clients that I still coach. She shared with me the statistic about how, how we use our lung capacity and we only really breathe into like the, 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 the middle of the our top. lungs. The, well, yeah, the, more, more the top. Yeah. yeah, more the top. <laughs> and we never get to the, thank you for correcting me. And we never get to the depths of the, the lungs. So to what you were just sharing, that was what something that popped in my brain was the deep breathing, the, the yoga experience, the uh, breath work, even it's so important for not just uh, for important for everyone, but especially as you age and go through your later years to really get into the depths of the lungs to, to, um, create that yeah 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 but I mean they talk about the fact that so many people have dysfunctional breathing I mean it's not even that we're, we're not making the most of this it's just it is that some of the breathing practices that we we adopt because of probably because of our sedentary lifestyles uh you know breath holding that we do when we sit, sit concentrating at computers it really can be counterproductive for our health. And, you know, and we're talking about exercise and so you need oxygen. And if we're not breathing properly, deeply, fully, uh, then we're not going to be getting the oxygen into the lungs, are we? So, so, um, yeah, you know, and the thing is, I was a singer when I was young. Well, I, you know, I, it's something I've done. So, so this idea of using the whole part of your lung is not new to me, but it's surprising actually how unfamiliar this can be for people to, to uh, sort of explore controlling the breath for one, because breath breathing something we do subconsciously we we don't have to think about breathing it just happens uh, but but we can on the other hand we can control our breath and and there's a lot of health benefits in doing that so incorporating breath holds into yoga because in pilates that isn't something that we we would encourage at all in fact holding your breath but but in yoga, incorporating uh, breath holds, different uh, cycles of breathing. So you breathe in, you hold your breath, you breathe out, you hold your breath. And this is it's just essentially training for those respiratory muscles that that are sorely underutilized unless unless you're an athlete, really, these days. So 
Um, yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with this conversation <laughs> no, anymore. It's <laughs> so good. So good. Such valuable, valuable information to that because I'm sitting here like bringing awareness in my breath and making sure that I'm breathing. And I hope the listeners are too. Like I challenge listeners right now, just as you guys are listening to this podcast, just take three deep breaths, get really deep with them. Um, it, it's a, it's such a powerful thing that you know, I'm glad that the space is bringing more attention to. And two, it can help with, you know, when you do deep breathing, when you do breath work, when you do yoga, it, it can really uh, lessen anxiety, depression, being able to just fully breathe. You know, it's it's a beautiful art that, that everyone should do more of. Um, so, Bria, bringing us back here. What I know you recently have done a, a an article, as you were mentioning before, uh, hopping on this podcast. It, the difference between Pilates and yoga. How do they? How do they? What is the difference? And then, uh, how do they relate to helping women through menopause? Well, the, um, the Joseph Pilates was a person, and and so he did actually stud, study all different kinds of movement approaches. He did boxing. He did martial arts. He also did took took some inspiration from yoga. So there are a lot of parallels in yoga, uh, in Pilates. And if you do, if you've done yoga in the past, you'll see some yoga in the Pilates. And if you've done Pilates and you do yoga, you'll see some Pilates in the yoga. So there's definitely, uh, there is quite a lot of crossover in actual fact in the movements that we make. But I think um, the approach is quite uh, is can be quite different. So, you know, with Pilates, we're talking about movement with precision, with control, and with focus—a deep inward focus. And I'm not saying you don't do that in yoga, but what we're focusing on is the way in which we harness the muscles as we move. And I think you you said something about that in your latest. Um, Pilates experience that you found that you were focusing because probably because the teacher was cueing you or directing you to do that. And so that is something that I do a lot with the people that I work with because, you know, we know from science that if we think about a muscle, then actually you can generate muscle, um, generation what what am i thinking of nikki building muscle fibers yes yeah exactly that you got it yeah so we can build muscle fibers only by thinking about bending your finger this is what they were doing in the research well it might not be very useful to bend your finger particularly but uh, the principle applies that if we concentrate on a particular muscle as we are moving it then we're going to get more bang for our books we're going to get more for our money as we do these movements. And, uh, you know, and Joseph was really onto something when he came up with this idea. And I think, uh, you know, what I think about the Pilates principles, um, the breath, breath is one of them, the breathing, the bi-basal expansion of the rib cage that he, that he advocates. And, uh, and then this core connection that he is really what, you know, defines Pilates above other things is the uh, the notion that we engage those deep abdominal muscles with our mind muscle connection as we go through the Pilates repertoire. And of course, the repertoire is designed to really speak to the core in every movement that we make. And I say this, oh, today we're focusing on the upper body or this week we're focusing on the lower part of the body. But 
the core is in everything and i say that every week because it is um so so that's you know that's pilates i think in a nutshell and then when it comes to yoga i mean this is a centuries old uh wisdom that that we share when we teach yoga and i i'm really only scratching the surface because like i said to you i came to yoga late much later in my fitness journey in my uh, in my sort of mid to late 40s and and so i've only been a yoga teacher for about three years now and uh and and practicing for a little bit longer and and you know there's so much so much for me to still be learning but um you know the tradition the wisdom uh, has been passed down through the centuries by different uh i mean the writings are, are ancient if you can delve into the you know the, the writings about yoga but for me as a physiotherapist what i what i really speak to is the movements more than the um the sort of underlying philosophy if you like i appreciate i appreciate the uh, the power of this the mind piece of the puzzle which is meditation and i appreciate the different breath practices but for me it's really uh, as much as anything it's about harnessing the the power of the body uh, to to maybe connect with energy channels in the body with the movements that we make so so that's something that that we talk about in yoga uh you know the the idea that we can do a movement that gives us an uplifting sensation in our in our psyche so movements where we open the chest they're inevitably going to make us feel uplifted uh, and so you know you can really shift the mind with with these movements and that's that's something that i use in the in the yoga that i teach oh i love that that's so that's very insightful i didn't think about it and the difference between the two like that before um now i know people are listening to this right now and for someone that's looking to start incorporating pilates or and or yoga into their routine especially if they're navigating you know being going through experiencing symptoms going through or even post-menopause um what's some foundational advice that you can you can give the listeners to like getting started and starting to incorporate it into a routine well um you know the the thing for me i'm a bit of a perfectionist i'm afraid <laughs> so learning oh, something new about you <laughs> yeah yeah so for, you know for me how we move really matters and i know that matters never more than when we incorporate load so you know when we incorporate load uh, whether it's like you say dumbbells barbells or body weight um it, it, these things matter. So for people who who want to venture into moving more when maybe they haven't done it before, then I think Pilates can be a really great entry point because we can learn about how the body feels when it moves, uh, the different movement directions, and also at the heart of all of that, we've got the core activation and so that stability that comes from having the core switched on with every movement that we make uh, and moving at a slow relatively slow measured pace in the first instance as well so that you're not throwing yourself about in a crazy fashion 
you you know you're much less likely to hurt yourself in doing this and actually you know what i say to people and maybe i shouldn't is that uh you know these skills that i teach you you can take on now into every other part of your life whether it's a sport that you play whether it's another hobby uh, in the gym uh, you know whether it's just family out and about cycling walking hiking you know whatever it is gardening uh, you know these these skills this ability to really connect with what your body sh feels like how it should feel when it's doing it properly you know <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean yes. so so i think it's a great entry point to to explore movement if you've if you're kind of thinking oh golly this is this is something i should be doing more of uh, then i think it's a really great place to start and it's a great foundation then that you can build upon and, and layer on more challenging maneuvers, more challenging uh, choreography, and whether you then choose to add a load to the movements that you make, then you know that's that's a, a progression you can choose. Amazing, good. That's a good start for people to uh, to incorporate. Now, how about on the flip side? I'm thinking, really, this is a question for me, and I'm like, I have an expert in front of me, so I want to I want to pick your brain. But also, I know there's some women that are listening to this that are inside of Warrior Bay that have been strength training for years and years, um, and they're doing our programs. How the blend? I want to know the blend because I want to incorporate Pilates into my routine, but I can't give. I love strength training. It's not. I'm never going to give it up. So. I'm doing about like four days a week of strength training um, workouts. And then I'm, I want to be able to dedicate like a day or two to Pilates. What's your take? Like what, how would you blend that ratio? Well, uh, I, I definitely would do one day of Pilates in a week. Um, and you might spread your week over 10 days, you know, so that, cause I know, I know that the the idea of something every week for some people can be a bit you know too much, but uh, I do strength training twice a week, uh, but I always incorporate that strength element into the Pilates and the yoga that I teach, and I teach seven hours of Pilates every week, so that's quite a bit of Pilates that I'm doing that right there. <laughs> You're not doing um, the actual class, so you're doing. You're just the instructor, right? Okay. <laughs> no. Well, no, no. I do the classes. I actually oh, wow. do the classes. Yeah. Go Philippa. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, strength training four days. If you're doing four days strength training, I I like the idea of one day of Pilates and one day of yoga because you're going to get uh, the the particularly with the reformer pilates which is what you're talking about now i am reformer certified i've got a reformer here in my house that i that i work on with people who come to visit me in person and i know nikki you won't be coming to visit me in person because we're I on the other side i would love to come to the uk <laughs> that would be an adventure <laughs> well you'd yes. be very welcome you'd be very welcome so uh, so i know that the reformer pilates is uh, you know more is more strenuous potentially than the mat work because we've got the, the spring resistance and i know we can do stretching on the uh, on the reformer but it's not the bulk of the work that you do on there is it, it you know that's that's usually reserved for the end part of the session <laughs> whereas whereas with a yoga session you know the whole of that session is dedicated to lengthening uh, muscles so 
So for me, a balanced approach would involve one Pilates session, one yoga session, uh, two or three strength sessions, and then the cardiovascular element. That is just, you know, a bit of zone two training to keep my heart, my heart in, uh, in shape. You hear that, ladies? Zone two. Zone two. Say it again, Philippa. Say it again. Zone two. Zone <laughs> two is, zone two is the new you, honestly. It's, it's oh, where it's at. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love definitely. that. You know, too, I want to uh, pin what you just mentioned because I was thinking in my brain, one of my things that I'm trying to work on for myself is to be more flexible and mobile. It, it, uh, it's definitely something I need to work on. <laughs> uh, nine years, I'm the worst. At, I'm the worst at stretching. I'll say it, and everyone knows that that listens to the podcast. I even purchased uh, stretching classes to hold me accountable, and I couldn't. <laughs> It's across the street and I couldn't even get there. <laughs> like, it's just something that I'm like, how, okay, you know, like I need, I need more accountability, but to what you had just mentioned with, uh, the stretching component where one's going to give that more than the other, I, I, I did that, that just clicked. I was like, oh, wow, I need to incorporate yoga too as well because of the stretching component. Pilates will help, but it won't be the, the stay. No. I, I, I mean, yeah, no, exactly. I say Pilates is stretching for stiff people. So if you feel like you're a stiffy and and yoga just feels like it's way too much, you know, for your body to cope with, then Pilates will give you that element of, of length and emotion. You know, and the thing when we do Pilates, we do think about uh, maintaining length. It through the muscle belly rather than the shortening, shortening cycle that you get with, uh, with barbell work and, and, uh, such like. So, um, so it does speak somewhat to the lengthening of muscle. But if you're, if you're anywhere on the supple side of the house, then yoga, you know, it does tend to be something that attracts people who tend to be stretchy anyway. And uh, it turns out I, I am, I didn't know that I was as stretchy as I actually am, but it turns out that I am quite stretchy. So, so I like, I like yoga because I, I succeed at it, you know, and this is, you know, this is important for people to feel that whatever they're doing, you know, A, it's healthy, yes, but, but, but they're succeeding because if you don't like you and you're stretching, you couldn't even walk across the street because you, you probably felt like you weren't going to feel very successful at it, you know, so, so make it feel like it could, but yeah, I'll have to say you haven't done yoga with me yet, Nikki. So try no. that in there. <laughs> I'm curious. Let's talk a little bit about that. How do clients work with you? You know, you have precision. So what, what is it? Is it all in person? No, no, I'm online. Yes. Worldwide. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. We're going to put all your links in the description below, but yeah, talk a little bit about that. What does that look like when, when a client wants to work with you? Well, I, I like, you know, for people who have problems, it's important that I work one-on-one -on -one with them. Now, across the pond, I can't call myself a physiotherapist over there. I just work as a Pilates and yoga instructor. And, and I, you know, I have the appropriate insurances for that. But, uh, but still, I would want to meet with somebody and really evaluate uh, where the strengths and weaknesses are and if they've got any particular, like you say, your goals that you're working towards. And then, um, and then we, you know, we just get stuck in with uh, group sessions online to, uh, you know, so you feel supported. You've got a, a, a group of people around you doing the same thing. They're in different houses. 
as it happens. Uh, you know, we're not all together in the same room. We're all over, you know, but, uh, but people actually feel that sense of being together, even though they're on their own at home, working out with, with me and, and, you know, a few other people in the room. So, so yeah, I, I you know, and I keep my classes small. I, I, so this I can actually see you. I don't, um, I don't have a room filled with 150 people that have like dots on the screen. You know, I can see you and I, and I work to correct the movements that you make. And honestly, you know, I do do uh, physiotherapy work online as well in the UK. And I say, I, it's surprising. You would be surprised how effective it can be to do remote, uh, coaching. You know, and, the, uh, you know, and a bit, a bit like, uh, you know, sometimes I think I do myself out of a job because, uh, because what I say is, you know, you should be able to do this beautifully without me by the time, you know, we've spent some time together. <laughs> no, you know what that is? That's a really good teacher and coach. Oh, That's okay. what we say at Warrior Babe too. We want people to be with us for two, three years because it's what it takes to get results and build muscle. We don't expect you to be with us forever. You got to learn how to do this stuff yourself. I love that. That means you're a great coach. Oh, well, well, thank you. And then if they choose to stay, I do have people I've been working with for 10 years or more. So that's incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a lot of testament to you as a human. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I care, you know, at the end of the day that I absolutely care. Yeah, it really is. We, you know, you're a, a nurse by training and uh, we've worked with people and seen the sticky end of things. And, you know, we know that that's not not fun at all for people. So for me, this menopause, uh, uh, I was going to say rampage. That's <laughs> probably <laughs> the menopause uh, mission that I am on is to is to really help people to just have this quality of life uh, till till, you know, forever, forever more. And uh, Pilates for me is a really great foundation that you can build on and grow and explore new hobbies, new, uh, you know, new approaches and, 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 and not hurt yourself uh, as, you know, less likely to hurt yourself. Love that. Love that all. I love everything that you've shared with us so far. And I'm glad you brought us a little back a little bit there to the menopause uh, topic. So what's one piece of advice that you could give to every woman navigating through, navigating through menopause? Like what's one thing that you would, what's one insightful thing that you could share with them? Hey, hey, just want to drop a huge appreciation to you guys listening to the show. It means a lot. I hope you guys are enjoying it and there's so much more to come with it. If you are enjoying it, hit the subscribe button. I'd appreciate that tons. And also it would help this podcast reach others who need to hear these messages too. There is not one symptom of menopause that doesn't respond to movement. Not one. Okay. We can talk vaginal atrophy. We can talk, um, you know, we can talk muscle, bone. We can talk the psyche. We can, you know, even your eyes. Uh, so, you know, retinal, uh, damage. What, it's gone out of my head. I did a podcast with, uh, with an ophthalmologist and it's actually exercising regularly decreases our risk of getting that, uh, amacular degeneration and losing our sight as we get older. So, you know, there is not one of these uh, physical 
you know, the thing that the um, the biohackers are all trying to hack, there is an answer in exercise for all of these things. You gave me full body chills by just sharing <laughs> that little, like even the eyes, exercise and movement can help even the eyes as you age. Oh, that, that gave me full body chills. Yeah, it's in the biohacking. Yeah, you can do all the red light, you can do all the cold, the cold plunges, the red light therapy, the uh the infrared saunas but like you got it you still got to incorporate movement you got it it's a shortcut they're trying to find a shortcut and honestly they're really okay there might be shortcuts but why not this is a fabulous process to go through to feel strong and empowered and healthy and fit for the rest of your life who wouldn't want that amen to that i love that Okay, so as we close our, down our conversation today, what can you tell us about one habit or practice, maybe habit, since we've talked about many practices throughout today with exercise movement, one habit that every woman should incorporate into their daily routine for better health and better well-being during and pre, during and after menopause, one habit? Well, the thing that I uh, really value as a physiotherapist is the idea that we put our joints through the full range of movement at least once every day. So we can think, and this doesn't have to take very long, but thinking from top to toe, uh, starting with your neck, all the movements that your neck should be able to make, <laughs> do them, do them in, in the morning, we're talking like and, some head circles. Like, well, we're not. You know, we're, we're not talking head circles as it happens. We're talking pure anatomical movements. So, if you think of your neck, the pure anatomical movements, turning your head from side to side, and you, you'd be surprised how you don't necessarily do that every day. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking that. I was like, yeah. I can't tell you the last time that I actually just did that. <laughs> Tipping the ear to the shoulder. So you tip the ear to the shoulder and then go the other way. You, you're quite good at that. And then nod the, <laughs> nod the chin to the chest and then, and then look to the ceiling now. Do you know what, Nikki? I'm a bit uh, particular about the way in which we extend the neck. That is, look towards the ceiling because uh, cervical... Ne neck pain, we'll call it, yeah. is is very very common, and and it's related to posture and the way in which we hold our bodies, and and actually that's part of why I love Pilates because it really does help us to stand up straight. It helps us to understand what that feels like and to try and do it without realizing all day every day, um, and so extension of the neck the, the temptation is to tilt the skull on your neck when really we should be thinking about extension coming from the bottom of the neck to the base of the skull so each vertebra in turn is sharing that movement experience so you can think of moving from the bottom of your neck to the base of your skull bone by bone by bone and not just tipping the head there you go not just tipping the head on the neck now wow yeah so so there's a lot of nuances in the movements that i that i speak to and i teach people to understand and incorporate into 
quick, simple routines that they can do. Uh, you know, and then we move on to the shoulder girdle, the shoulders, the elbows, the wrists, the hands, the fingers, and so on. Um, so that we are giving the body just every opportunity to perform at its best. And, and the first thing, we need to be able to move those joints. I just learned something new. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> That's beautiful. I, I mean, I just got to say, I love the work that you're doing. You know, the women that you're helping, the people that you're helping. I'm sure it's not just women. No, um, it isn't. No. Yeah, keep at it. I, like, I, love, I work with a lot of couples, actually. And I think this is something that, you know, couples who work out together, it, there's a saying, isn't there? Stay together. Yes. Um, you I know, love and uh, my husband, finally, after quite a long time, is now a Pilates and yoga enthusiast. And it's like, it's like it was his idea all along, <laughs> <laughs> which clearly it wasn't. But anyway, I'll let him have that one. I'll let him have uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, this has been such a great yeah. conversation. For everybody that's kind of like nodding along and thinking like, okay, I need a little bit of Philip in my life. Where can they find you? Well, online, uh, www.precisionwithaz.co.uk. Uh, that's my website. And there's everything you could wish to know there, my, uh, the articles that I write and, uh, and the classes. And, and you can consult with me online if you wanted to from that platform. Incredible. I'll put all that. Thank you. I'll put all of that information in uh, the description below, too, for you. And um, yeah, this has been so great. So insightful. Chatting with you has been awesome today. Even getting like a little live, little uh, demo there with some some things I should be doing every day because I too struggle with neck pain. I struggle. I need a stretch. Okay. I'm just putting it out there. I need to stretch. I need to get the joints in alignment with everything that I do with strength training. But anyway, thank you so much for diving in deep with us into how movement can be a game changer for managing menopause. Um, your stories, your tips, are gold and I'm sure that they're going to inspire lots and lots of people who are out there um, to get moving in, in new ways. I'm inspired. You know, I knew I had a podcast with you today and I saw a Pilates class over the weekend. So I was like, let me dive in. <laughs> I wondered if that was one. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the reasons. Yes. I wanted one, to be yes, able to one understand it. Yes, oh, one of the cool. many. So, yeah. And to everyone listening, I hope that you guys are walking away with some cool ideas to shake up your routine and make, you know, the years that you're going through with menopause a bit smoother. So thank you, Philippa, for being here. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys. Catch everyone in the next episode. See you next time. Real quick, the only ask I could ever have of you guys is to help spread the word so we can help more women lose body fat, build muscle, reach their goals, and feel insanely confident. And the only way we can do that is if you rate, review, and share this podcast. So the single thing I ask for you to do is if you could leave a review, it will take you 10 seconds and it will mean the absolute world to me and may change the world of someone else.